0: Look who's coming up. All
1: right, it is... Is uh, five twenty-two uh, or four twenty-two Eastern Time? Skipped an hour uh, there. Uh, this is Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily on uh, just a terrific Tuesday. You got two Major League Baseball playoff games going on right now, and maybe uh, the Houston Astros are going to fight back a little bit because they do have a man on first now. So uh, just an awesome day. Major League Baseball four games today. We'll get into the schedule in a little bit, and then of course uh, the NHL season opens in North America tonight with a pair of games. We'll talk about that a little bit later with uh, Derek Van Deest of uh, Post Media. Uh, but right now, I'm uh, very happy to bring in our uh, first guest of the day. Uh, he is with What's Your Call Sports, and he, he spent 15 years with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, so he knows exactly what this time of the year is like and unfortunately uh what happened last uh weekend eric grossman of what's your call sports joining me on the show as he does on tuesdays and uh, eric uh Action right now uh going on in major league baseball. This is such a an incredible time of the year. Uh, I just wish these games the it lasted longer to have this afternoon baseball. But how about the Phillies jumping on the Braves and, and Max Free doesn't even last four innings? The ace <laughs> of their staff is gone already. These upstart teams, they're not quitting after the wild card.
0: It's Dean, it's incredible. I mean, honestly, I mean, sometimes you just have to sit back and just enjoy, it. just, just laugh at sports. Like, that's the thing, like, if anyone could, you know, if we can predict all these things, like, you know, it, you can't, right? Because we're not robots. Nobody's a robot. You right. know, everyone, you know, you have your good days, you have your bad days. I know it sounds kind of simple, but I mean, it's, it's true. You're just, it's. It's just you and the ball, you're on the mound, it's going to go well or it's not. I know it sounds, you know, but that's just really the simple fact of the matter.
1: Yeah, and and the Phillies, you know, they're, they're doing it, you know, sometimes you might look and you'd be like, wow, he's out in the fourth inning, they must, they're up 7-3, they must have hit a lot of home runs, they're just yep. smacking the ball around the yard and and getting runners in scoring position. And that's actually what Seattle did, right? Right off the bat, jumping on Justin Verlander. And maybe that's the strategy for these underdog teams is, why Why should we be intimidated? You know, we just knocked out the Cardinals uh, with some of the, you know, Hall of Famers, or we just came back from 8-1 against a team with the stacked young studs. So why be intimidated? Let's just go after it. Seattle, in the first two innings, had two runners on third, or runner on third twice. I mean, I guess that's the thing. You're there as a wildcard team. Nobody expects you to win. Go after it and, and you know, throw courage to the wind.
0: Exactly. I mean, I like these two examples, these two matchups, because there's familiarity there. Like there's like they play each other so much during the year that you do pick up on certain things. So, so let's take Philly and Atlanta, for example. So Philly would have seen this pitcher, you know, maybe I, I should have, maybe I could have, you know, looked before I got on just to see how many times the Phillies have faced. Right. So now this could go both ways. A lot of times when a pitcher has success against a certain team, that's um, because they've done the film work, they know what pitches to throw, which ones not to throw, which locations to to throw them. There's a game plan for everybody. If you face them enough times, you know the strengths and weaknesses of each team, right? So, and each player. So that's good and bad. It also works the other way for the for the opposing team because then they know your ins and outs as well as anybody. So it's like if they picked up on something. I remember, I remember um, Cito would always he he would say it a lot of times. He can tell. A, what a pitcher is going to throw just by their body language, just by the way, if they do something with their glove, if they do something with their glove, they knows it's off speed. If he mm-hmm. doesn't do something, he if they don't do it, then it's, he would tell the hitters what to look for. So there's little things like that. When you see a guy enough, you start picking up on those things. And that's for Houston and Seattle as well. So maybe Seattle has faced Verlander um, sometimes this year. And, they, and they're picking up on those things. I'm not saying that's happening. I'm just saying those are things to look for when watching those matchups
1: it's interesting so and, and you know you you have justin verlander so people will say well of of course you're you're gonna stick with uh justin verlander but like he's almost at 50 pitches already and you, obviously it's justin verlander so he gets a little bit more rope to try to get and houston has a ex- pretty explosive offense so you know he's he's at 50 pitches right now top of the third with one out other managers at times might have bailed on it. This is Dusty Baker, right? This is Dusty Baker saying, "This is my horse. I'm going to see if this guy can recover." And then that's what a Hall of Fame career has bought Justin Verlander, isn't it?
0: 100%. I mean, and this is what this is where the man- managerial um, instinct comes in. You, that's what I was, um, I was saying earlier when, when I'd come on your show, be like, okay, so a manager isn't always taking this guy out, batting this guy here. It's understanding each player. And each player needs to have a different kind of understanding than another player. So he he will manage Verlander differently than he manages anybody on the team. So he knows what he's doing when leaving Verlander out. It's just like you said, Dean, If he if it was another pitcher and maybe not as much experience, then maybe there's a bit of a shorter leash. But with Verlander, um, he's just got confidence that he'll at least keep him in. Even if he's got his C stuff, not even his B stuff, just his C stuff might be better than a lot of people's B, you know? So um, I, I, look, I'm going to take Dusty's uh, word for it mm-hmm. here. He knows what he's doing and maybe it'll work out. Who knows? Or not. <laughs> <You> know, and, <laughs> or and not here's here's you the thing. If it, yeah.
1: if it doesn't work yeah. out, at least you're not burning bullpen arms in a 4 nothing right. game right you're okay right. so if verlander certainly you want verlander to be able to pitch again in this series possibly so you don't want to burn him out too much but he can easily get to 60 65 pitches and then you can take him out and then you're not wasting uh, a bullpen arm so and and again it's it's dusty baker managing by feel uh, tonight you got ALDS game 1 Uh, guardians and Yankees and out of any team that is playing with house money is it not Cleveland I mean nobody expected them to be here maybe if Baltimore would have made the playoffs I mean Seattle people could see Seattle coming and and the other teams I don't think there's a surprise but this is a surprise that I think Cleveland is is here as early as they are and and now they get the juggernauts but I like this pitching matchup and I I like Cleveland in this series for one reason – well, in this game for one reason. Garrett Cole gives up home runs. He does. It's it's the thing that has plagued him the last little bit. So I like Cleveland to continue this upset. Is it too much for them to beat the Yankees, do you think?
0: Oh, no. I, I'm actually um, – I agree with you. Um, that's I'm, I'm going to take Cleveland to actually win this series. Hmm. Um, I like even more so that it's a five games um, – it's best of five with Cleveland – the less games, I mean, this isn't rocket science, but the less games you have the win, it's going to be better. And you can surprise a team. Like, that's why I didn't want to put too much stock into that first round. Like, it's only, it's best of three. To me, that's anything goes. Just put the throw, honestly, throw it up in the air and see where it lands. Like, it, it's that, it could, a series of that, you know, that short of a series, I mean, it could favor anybody. So, I like this. I like this matchup tonight, and I'll tell you why. If the, if, if Cleveland beats the Yankees tonight... What that does to the mindset um of the Yankees, just knowing that they just beat their best guy it's yeah it just goes it just gives them so it'll give Cleveland so much confidence knowing they just beat your best that's your best hand, and we just beat them and if it goes that way, then the Yankees start going, oh okay, then you start it 's all mindset at this point it's nothing it's not physical anymore now it just comes it comes down to just dialing in focusing in on, on what you're going to do out there, and any thoughts that get in the way of the goal and what you have, it just, it'll, it'll really play on you. So this is, I know it's game one, it's not over, but this is a big game one from probably for more than the other series. I think, I think this this game one's more important.
1: And probably more important for Cleveland than, than certainly it is the the Yankees, right? Like Cleveland to win this game. If the Yankees win it, then they're just the, and then the, you know, the, the confidence decreases. But if they, if Cleveland wins this game, uh, it 's like okay well this this is you know it really throws a question mark into that uh that Yankee mindset maybe uh we 'll see, but oh, certainly but it's more important. Game one is more important to win for Cleveland than I think it is uh, for the Yankees. And and then this is an interesting story. Uh, you've got this this matchup of the little brother, big brother. San Diego, you know, has been trying, and you know, looked like they were building their roster to try and compete with the Dodgers. And now they do get the Dodgers. And you know, this is uh, a Dodger team that doesn't have Walker Bueller is not starting Clayton Kershaw in the very first game. So this is a different Dodger team than we've seen. And it is still a Dodger team that has dominated uh the Padres uh in the regular season. What do you think? Do you do you give the Padres a chance in this series? I like I'm a Dodgers fan and the Padres worry me because they do have good pitching.
0: I give Dean my my approach to the playoffs especially in baseball. Um I give everybody a chance to beat anybody. Um I say that because I mean ultimately it comes down to just how you know Look, if you go back and you remember, I mean you you said you're a St. Louis Cardinals fan, right? And you would remember you would probably be able to remember the year better than I would. They the St. Louis Cardinals won a World Series by winning eighty-four games one year, I do believe. I wanna say I just can't remember what year. Twenty eleven? I remember Yes. Yes, it was twenty eleven. The Blue Jays that year, I remember just because I was there and I remember like we were talking about it, we won eighty seven games that year, I think. So we we were the better we were a better regular season team than the Cardinals, but the Cardinals won the world series. Why did the Cardinals win the world series? Well, a, they were pretty darn good, but B, once you get in the hard parts getting in, I mean, even more so back then, but getting in, once you get in, it's everything, everyone's zero, zero. It's back to square one. There's no advantages. There's no, this, there's no, that, I mean, Remember, like everyone talks about momentum, like, oh, the Jays had such great momentum going in. and This team has such – mm-hmm. your only – momentum is only good if your starting pitcher doesn't give up six runs, you know, <laughs> in the first, the first couple innings, just for yeah. example. So, I like the Padres. I don't see why the Padres can't win. Now, here's the thing. You're a, Dod- you're a Dodgers fan. I remember you saying that. And the Dodgers and the Braves, to me, are very – they're really far removed from everybody else as far as, like, elite level goes, right? Padres are good. They wouldn't be there if they weren't. Um, the Dodgers, they have to do so much wrong. They have to give it – in my mind, they have to give it away. Right. Do you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, I, not to totally. discredit the Padres. Yeah, it's ultimately what the Dodgers decide to do. And they're going to dictate the whole thing. So it, they have to give it away. They've got – so many things have to happen negatively for them for, for the Padres to win. Um, Padres, I don't think, are going to take it from them. The Dodgers will give it to them if it goes that way.
1: Yeah, and, and how different of a series would this be if you had Tatis Jr.? It's just so disappointing. You know, and I'm a Dodgers fan. I want to see yeah. the best players on the field all the time. And this is interesting. L.A. has left Craig Kimbrell off the NLDS roster. Like this, you know, the, it, if anybody's watched Craig Kimbrell, they know he's got the wacky wind-up and everything, but he had wacky numbers. He lost the closing job in September for the Dodgers. So this is a guy they went out in the offseason and got – um, it's interesting, like being a Dodger fan, I am so used to closer confusion because Kenley Jansen was great, but sometimes he would just implode at the most inopportune times. And uh, honestly, uh, just, you know, from watching this team, I'd rather have Blake Trinan and Dustin May. I don't trust Craig Kimball right now. I think they got other guys, Bruce Draw Gratterall can close games, but when you go out and get your closer at the off season and then you get to the most important time and he can't close. That's a, that's a fail. That's disappointing. It's, you know, the Dodgers invested Kimbrel fell off the, the rails, but that's a, a real disappointment. You know, a team that has won 111 games can probably overcome that, but not a lot of teams will be able to overcome this at this point of the season.
0: No, I mean, exactly right. Like I remember, you know, when I was in the game and I, I always wondered when people said like, Oh, you don't need to spend a lot of money on your back in your bullpen. You don't need to spend money on a closer. You can find a closer. I mean, some of that is true. Like sometimes they kind of turn up in interesting places, but like, I don't understand why if a team can afford, especially when you're a bigger market team, you can basically buy anybody. Why you wouldn't want to get a shutdown, a shutdown closer. What that does, it's not just the player itself and how valuable they are. It sets everything else up. So everybody now knows what their role is. So like, you know what I mean? It's like the puzzle piece again. It's, it's, here the, you have the closer then you have your eighth then you have your seventh now everybody it's everything goes into place you know what i mean mm-hmm. just that just to have that and again it goes back to that mindset again when you have a shutdown dominant closer you know what that does to the other team you press cuz you can even though they play with a clock you start feeling like there's a clock when you only That's have right. this many right this many innings to score now and it really affects the way a manager will then games like cuz then they have to know well we better I got to do something here to get in the lead, and they start thinking that way in the fourth inning if they're down a couple of runs. Like, it changes the complexity, the whole, you know. So I don't, I never understood why people would minimize that, and not put a dollar amount on it. I think it's very crucial, and it always shows up in this part of the year.
1: I mean, just just think about um, you know going into Yankee Stadium in the in the late '90s and getting into the sixth, seventh inning, thinking we got to score some runs because Enter Sandman is coming up right away and Rivera's coming in and he's going to lock it down. Or, you know, the great Jays teams where you had Tom Hanke back there. Or, you know, you just... The, the dominant teams, you could count on them bringing in a guy. Now, like I said, the the, the Dodgers, when they won the World Series, they went away from Kenley Jansen. Like, Bruce Dahl-Gratterall was in there. Yeah. So this is a team that can afford that. But the, I'm with you, man. I think – and now, Blake Trinan, I think Blake Trinan is fantastic. He's been hurt all year. Uh, yeah. I think the, one of the reasons Craig Kimbrell had trouble is there was no Blake Trinan there in the eighth inning to set, help – be that setup, man. He might just be the closer because he has great stuff. And Dustin May is ridiculous. If this guy is coming out of the bullpen, th- th- that guy moves the ball all over the place. So it is a luxury that this team has. And why is it a luxury? It's not a luxury because they bought it, it's a luxury that they pay money to have good scouts so then yeah. they can have great players that either come into the lineup or they use as trade chips. I mean, you look at this Do- Dodger roster, there's a lot, there's homegrown talent on there, a lot of it
0: not a coincidence no i mean i keep saying it i mean that's your best the best run teams are the ones that really ace in that area because you can't always go out and buy these free agents aren't always good and they don't always turn out so at some point you do have to develop your own and at a team like a team like la and a team like you know all the bigger market teams you know when they develop these players it's not always for them to play on their team it's to get good players from other teams. I, I always used to remember someone, I, th- I think it was one of our scouts always said, it's like, it's not how good we, no, it's not how we evaluate our, our talent, our develop, our uh, player development. It's how other teams evaluate them. Our, the worth, the value to one of our guys isn't what we think it is. It's what other teams are going to pay, willing to trade for it, right? So, that's the other thing, you know. Like I always hear people when they draft this guy or they develop that guy, like, well, they already have a second baseman or they already yeah. have a center field. Or they, you know, you know what I mean. Like, the, it, I guarantee you, it'll never work out that way. And trust me, these are these are good problems if you're ever going to have them, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. If you're lacking, if a team is lacking in a certain area and they have all this talent, like like LA does when they develop them, will they just trade them for another star? Old player,
1: right? Uh, yeah. uh, Alex Verdugo turned into Mookie Bats, right? Like
0: that's, that's yeah. pretty good
1: development I mean, and and you know yeah, the list goes down. And bad. listen, they've missed on guys for sure. Um they, you know there's there's definitely they you know every team has misses, but you're exactly right. I, you know and it goes into all sports. I mean, Craig Button famously tells tells the fa- story on on tracking the draft with me about when they were in Dallas and they were like, yeah, Maybe we don't need Scott Gomez. We've had pretty good centers. And then Scott Gomez turned out pretty good, right? So you got to take, you know, whatever you think that best player is, whether you have a long jam at shortstop or not, because injuries happen, players move positions, you can trade chips. So I think that is a terrible way of building a, a, a team um, you know, in fantasy, yeah, you can do that, but in real life, yeah. you got to just take uh, certainly the best players. So we talked about uh, Dusty Baker, uh, and it's still four nothing uh, Mariners. By the way, in the bottom of the third, uh, still seven three Phillies over Atlanta. A guy managing by feel unfortunately we saw kind of maybe the opposite on the weekend i'll I'll get your thoughts on it but we saw the same thing in 2010 you know i love that the dodgers won the world series in 2010 uh, but kevin cash has to wear some of it because he took blake snell out when blake snell was absolutely dominating the dodgers and it was it was unthinkable did we see the same thing happen last weekend? And, and is this where you, I, I I don't know if it was you that talked about it, That managers want to manage and not be ruled by the book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you, I, that's such a great uh, thing you brought up there. So, because, you know, since you're a big time Dodger fan, you should have th- sent a thank you card to Kevin Cash that day. <laughs> totally. Seriously. I appreciate you making this so much easier. Like, I don't, un- that one to me, I'm not a, a big second guesser cause I understand what's going on. Like I, 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 not a right away. It took a long, a few years to figure out like, okay, these are how they make these decisions. But the guy was, he wasn't even struggling um, Snell. He wasn't when you get to a point and let's say you've had these innings where you keep getting out of jams, but you keep getting lucky. You keep doing it. You get out of jams, you get out of jams. You're, you're going deep in the counts. You're going, you're throwing a lot of pitches. You're starting to get a little bit of wear and tear. And like, that I totally understand, but they weren't. There was nothing of the sort.
1: They were touching. You know
0: what I mean? Him. Yeah. They weren't even. It, it, there was no. There was no hard work innings. There was no hard labor. It was not. Literally, those were the games where you can sit. Honestly, you can sit back and just enjoy. it. Just sit back and let Snell. This is going to be Snell's game. Win or lose, let's go. Now, I'll say this: If he he goes by the book in that case, all right, fine, okay. Mookie Betts is coming up. Well, then, if you're going to take Snell out, you have to. And this isn't up for discussion for me. You have to then bring in that mayor. You better have that Rivera guy on your thing right now because that's the guy who's coming in because they have to be better than the guy you brought in. So you're basically saying this World Series right now, the World Series now riding on their seventh inning guy to face Mookie Betts. Now, could Mookie Betts got a double off Snell? Of course, right? Mookie Betts can do that against anybody. That's why Mookie Betts is one of the best players in the world. So that's okay. But if you're going to lose that game, that pivotal Game 6 World Series, everything on the line, everything you worked out for, it better be done by Snell or your Mary, whoever your Marianna Rivera is. No, There's no discussion otherwise. I'm sorry. I, most times I'll be like, yeah, let me hear your hear – I don't have one on that one. That one's a full – like. So anyway, so back to the Blue Jay game, what happened on Saturday. I mean, look. It's easy to second guess. It's easy to do that. It's easy to do this. I would say this: when he took, when when Schneider took Gossman out, I was just shaking my head, I'm like, no, don't, not, no, don't do it. Now, right? If you know, it's like a if horror Meza movie, comes
1: right? guy, You know those horror movies? You're like, don't yeah, go near yeah. the
0: shed. Don't. Th- yeah. He's right behind you. It's it's that sort of thing yeah.
1: that you're thinking.
0: Totally, totally. And look, if Mesa, th- you know, gets on the pop up, and he gets out of the, no one says. Everyone's like, oh, what a great, what a great move, right? Gutsy move or whatever that is, but even if that happened, even if Mesa comes in and he gets the out, I'm still shaking. I'm still shaking my head because it to me, if it was the other way around, let's say Gosman got the first two guys out because there were two outs. Let's say he got the first two out and then walked a the batter or hit a batter or went deep or a batter had this really great at bat where there's like ten pitches or you know foul ball after foul ball, blah, blah blah blah, and then the bases were loaded and then that situation came up. All right that's a bit different, but it was the exact opposite of that. Right. It was the exact opposite. The guys got on the beginning and he was rolling. Gossman was rolling. And, and everyone always says like, you know, he's your hundred million dollar guy. That is your guy. So if you're going to lose that game, right. You have to ask yourself and it's easier for us to say right now, right. You have to ask yourself as the manager and say, if I'm going to lose, if I'm somehow going to lose this game, this eight to one game or whatever, I better, I I'm going to go to sleep tonight knowing I lost it with Gossman who's the proven guy, who's the stud, who's their horse, who's their most reliable guy, right? I don't want to lose this mesa. I don't want to lose it with him. I don't want to lose it with anybody else. So, back to the point. I'm glad that's why I'm glad you brought up the Snell situation. Because if you're to take Gosman out in that situation in that situation, the next guy you bring in it doesn't have to be Romano per se, but it's going to be a guy where you we're all watching at home going, "Oh yeah." Like, Is "Oh he yeah, he's, yeah like, he's automatic." Great, yeah. He, you. I don't care if it's the sixth inning. You're bringing in your ninth inning guy. If you were to use someone like a Romano, even right, if you had that guy, which I don't know if they do, but if they did, I'm bringing my. Let's say they had an eighth inning guy. Then I'm like bringing Garcia. that guy up. because they don't. Garcia, sure. Yeah. Then you gotta go. Then you gotta do that at that moment. Otherwise, you can't take Gossman out. That's my only thing with that. Yeah, like, and listen, I'm watching that,
1: and I'm thinking, wow, that's weird. Not once. In that moment, did I think of Blake Snell. You know why? Cuz it was 8-1. Like it was, it was 8, eight one. to 1. So even eight though he made that decision, it's it's yeah. like it's like uh, the Cubs and uh Bartman, right? They still blew it. They still had a chance after that. So even Boy. though he made that decision, John Schneider made that decision, I'm still thinking it shouldn't matter. It's 8 to 1. Like and then I know yeah. other things happen and then Obviously, the collision and and like we said in our emails, it was like watching a slow car crash that you're you're not involved in, but you're right there, right? It was
0: weird and those weird coincidental like coincidental like you know situations where a guy hits it to the only spot in that Bermuda triangle where you're not going to be like it, everything happens for a reason after that it's yeah. it's that it's the baseball god saying like you you had your chance man. Like, that was the most that, – that instance in that game when they took Gossman out, that was their game. that was the game. Even though it's 8-1, to one, you don't feel that way at the time. But that's the crucial part. That is the part you have to – got to get out of that. And you get out of that, Seattle might go, all right, well. That's right. <laughs> they start thinking about game three. All right, well, you know, they got out of that. and We're in the sixth, Okay, fine. But because that, you just give them that extra breath, that extra, like th- – mm-hmm. once you get – again, that mindset. You get into the thought where like, oh yeah, we got them now. What that can do, it's it. There's no amount of money that can pay for them to have that feeling of knowing that you got them and and the other way around. And then for yeah. the Blue Jays to think the opposite, so
1: they they then I mean, they think they're unbeatable, right?
0: Yeah, I just if again, if you're going to take Gossman out and he was rolling, like it wasn't like I said, he didn't start. He started bad and ended and ended strong. Mm. If you're going to take Gossman out, you better be sure the next guy has to be better than Gossman. Has to be.
1: Yeah. Listen, I I, I get it. Factually, you're going to be better the third time around uh, against the Order, but i i only go by that if i see my pitcher like and and unfortunately managers don't have the little fatigue bar that they have in video games that tells you you know the percentage left of your pitcher but you got to yeah. know this guy's dealing and he should still be out there even though it's the third time uh facing these guys uh, so yeah. here here's the other interesting thing that happens is, is happening in baseball and and it's in, in all response to the Houston Astros, and by the way, Jim Crane still thinks they're okay. I don't think it taints it. He still doesn't think that what they did taints uh, their World Series. But how pitchers are getting their signals has changed. I mean, we know the one, two, the d- signals. We know the sign stealing, all that stuff that went on. So... This is bizarre. Pitch calm now. A button. So uh, uh, I don't know if it's relayed to the catcher. Then he pushes a button. Then it's relayed to the pitcher. But Chris Bassett couldn't hear it. Like, the other night from the Mets, yeah. he couldn't hear it. So this has gone so high-tech. Like, I was watching with my father-in-law and, and my wife's uncle, and they're like, what is going on here? I'm like, he doesn't know what pitch to throw. And they're like, why don't they use the handstands? So then I was explaining to him. But this all goes back to the Astros, and it's not every team is using it, I don't think, but it's, it's bizarre and a good in some ways, but also it has its technological drawbacks.
0: Look, I mean, there's people in these positions that know a lot more than I do. I just can't imagine you're going to add an an extra element to the most important part of your season. Like, why would you give a pitcher something else to worry about outside of the nine guys that he has to face in that lineup? Like, don't you think that's hard enough? Like, going out there and pitching in the postseason against the San Diego Padres, to me, would be enough. And now, you I love technology. I am i love tech more than, you know, just about as much as anybody. But not, 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 not today. Not now. Not like, don't get, it's another distraction. The last thing you need is another distraction. You're now not focusing on what you're supposed to do and you just get the batters out, which he's more than capable of doing. Right. So, you know, I'm not a fan of that at that moment. Um, spring training, go nuts, regular season. Sure. Figured out, but look, it failed them. It, it really did. And I don't like it there. I don't, I just think I don't. It's, I, yeah. it's weird. It is. It is weird. Sign stealing has been part of has been part of baseball yes. forever, forever. And I I always heard the coaches say, well, if they're taking if they're stealing our signs, we're not doing a good enough job of hiding them, right? This Astros took it to another level, as we all know. Yeah. We can, we'll talk about that another. That's been like you know, um, we all know what they did. They took it to a completely mm-hmm. they, Major League Baseball basically set them up to do that major league i actually blame a little bit of major league baseball you always have to blame the astros they're the ones that did so you can't but mlb kind of put it in their face if they kind of waved it in front and say hey we're going to give you extra we're going to give you extra cameras and extra machine extra computers extra as soon as you start giving those guys extra um ways to pick up pitches and to do this they're going to take full advantage what it's the honor system yeah. And and do you think that like other teams aren't doing something? Of course they are. It's just they're not hitting trash cans and putting buzz- and wearing buzzers. That's well, you know that, what I mean. Yeah, so, that's the thing. Major yeah. League
1: Baseball said, "Here's yeah. a computer." They didn't say, "Here's a trash yeah. can." But, but they, it, right. they did. it's it's the same as in the late '90s. They looked the other way. Yeah. They rode yeah. the home run race to back to popularity. Yeah. Then you know through the book at you know it's it, it's major. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think you know technology yeah. is great, but you know obviously it it you know the the Astros deserve 95% of that blame the the I'm fact good. that they it, engineered it but you're right sign stealing has been in the game and i just think this the you know there's there's some things that get out a little out of hand now i'm not sure what you thought about buck showalter asking about uh, the the ears of joe musgrove uh for me i thought what joe musgrove did after was totally warranted he you know gave it to the mets and gave it to the crowd i also thought what buck showalter did was fine. It's allowed in the rules. You're trying to knock a guy. And you know what I compared it to? The Montreal Canadiens calling the illegal stick on Marty McSorley in 93. And mm-hmm. it cost the Kings pretty much the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. So I know people had a problem with Buck Showalter uh, basically saying, I think he's cheating, but it's part of the game. He's allowed to do it. I have no problem with it. Where do you stand?
0: Dean, I'm with you. I know I don't – I am I want to be like – and this is what – um we're gonna be discuss we're gonna be uh, doing on what's your call sports next week. We can get into that later. But um, you know want to I w I wanna I wanna have a definite opinion as opposed to you know going um, each way. I, I, I agree with you. That's what I said. I, I see it both sides. I, I um I, I totally see why Musgrove would, would be doing that and I totally see why Show Walter did what he did. Um to me it just kinda sm- it smelled like desperation. Sure. You know what I mean? It was He yeah, was desperate it was- though. He was desperate, and it wasn't just for fun. He had reason to do it in his mind. He definitely had reason to do it. Um, would he have done that in a regular season game? No. With the same information, he would not have. Um, I don't think so. I mean, who do I – who I might say, it. but I don't think he would have. I, right? He, he he saw it was coming to an end. He He felt like, you know, I only have one shot to do this, and I think it's actually legit. And if he did see him going to his ear a lot, then – you know well, what? They, they weren't glossy. Just plus... like they were shiny. Yeah. And everybody, yeah. people, like, I mean, people
1: yeah. were talking about it on social media starting in the second yeah. inning. So somebody from the Mets is probably like, he's got something on there. So I, I, I think it was fine. And you're right. Buck yeah. Showalter said after, he said, I don't care what people think. I did it for my team and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, I think Joe's yeah. a great player. And you know, we just, we used it. I honestly, I don't think Buck thought he was going to win any of that challenge. I think he did, did it just to try and disrupt him. Didn't work, but he tried. It's like a court you me, or something. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. Right. You you actually now just talk me into now. I'm okay. I'm, I'm perfectly okay with it because it was obvious because yeah. I'm always, offended. it has to be, it has to be something that you can see too. You know what like yeah. for people at home, it has to be so obvious that you have to call it. They're basically forcing you to like, there were other, there's been other players and other pitchers in the past. I can't remember the pitcher from the Yankees who got, he got called on it. Um, not Severino. It was another guy. Um, his name is slipping, slipping my mind now, but he got pulled, he got thrown out of the game. He, umpires came over they saw he had something and and even the pitch was like yep you got me because it was so obvious yeah. right those ones and if and his his ear was shiny like then yeah. if, if you and i can see it then why shouldn't show walter do it so i'm you, you talk to me and now i'm going full on the show walter side of it
1: all right yeah. well that's good totally so right
0: yeah. So let's get yeah.
1: into what's your call sports and, and what you guys have going on. Obviously, people can follow on Twitter at WYC Sports, and you know what we do here, what everybody does around the water cooler is, is kind of what you guys want to do.
0: Hundred percent. I mean, that's basically what we you know we were talking about today. Everything, everything in there. Should you take? Should the pitcher come out of the game? Who would you put in? Like you know, what's your call? It's it's basically we want to put you into either the perspective of the umpire or put you in the perspective of the manager right and say like you know if it's so easy what would be your call right That's let's right. see how you would do and one day would love to be able to do it in real time so that you can actually see how difficult it is right um so this week we're going to do so we come out with a video every thursday and this thursday is going to be top five controversial playoff moments right and there's so many you can choose from we're going to lead off with the musgrove one um, as a controversial kind of moment or situation in a playoff game Dean, give me off the top of your head. Is there one that you um, that you can think of
1: in a in a playoff
0: game? It Has to be a playoff game.
1: Um. Well, I kind of put you on the spot
0: there, but yeah. But uh, there's, no, but like, the,
1: mean, uh, um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, there's a play a couple of years ago you, at at you first base. You just said the Bartman
0: one, like earlier in yeah. earlier on in our conversation. You said the the Bartman one. I mean, it was a controversial moment. Yeah. Right. So something like something along those lines. That's what we're kind of trying to go for. Is there one that you had in, in mind um, that um, you can remember? That
1: not really off the top. Uh, other than yeah. I'm trying to think of the guy who slid through at second base a couple of years ago. I thought he played for the Braves, oh. and, and that was uh, that was kind of controversial. Or maybe it wasn't the Braves. It was. Maybe it involved the Bla- Braves. I'm not sure. But and
0: then, and then you have the famous Jeffrey Mayer in um, the New York Yankees. Derek Jeter home run against Baltimore. Yeah. When he literally reached over the seat and they have a right field umpire at the same time. Like for the playoff games, they have outfield umpires for those right. exact reasons. And yet they still made it. They still got it wrong.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's wild. They still got uh, it. It's those, so
0: that's what our, that's what our video is going to be. It's going to be that our, our top five, but we want you Dean and we want whoever to give us your top five. What are your right. if, or if we missed or if you agree if you if we miss something if there's something that said like you can remember a moment from your favorite team that this cost you in your mind you think it cost you the game it was in the playoffs and controversial we want you to share that with us so that's All what, right. that's what we're going to be doing this Thursday.
1: I'm going to share this with you right now. The Braves have scored three in the ninth. Now <laughs> it's seven okay. six, two outs. Okay. Somebody just made a miraculous catch. Chapman hit a three-run home run. Somebody just made an incredible catch for the Phillies. I just caught it out of the corner of my eye. And the Astros' uh, Crawford just hit a solo home run. They're up 5-2. So baseball continues to deliver awesome moments, and I can't wait to jump on in the the debate for uh, What's Your Call Sports? Uh, Top five most controversial plays. People can find it at at Sports on Twitter. Uh, and they can join the fun conversation.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, everyone's opinion is welcome. We want to hear from all from everybody, definitely. That's what makes it grow.
1: Beautiful. Uh, all right, uh, next Tuesday, we'll see where these series have gone and uh, see what happens for the championship series as this exciting Run to the World series continues. Thanks as always, Eric.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure, Dean. Thanks so much. You betcha. Talk to you-
1: that, oh, I cut him off a little bit. Uh, there's Eric Grossman from uh, What's Your Call Sports on Twitter at WYC Sports. Fun debates, uh, and we do it all the time. We do it with each other, uh, we do it with uh, co workers. Uh, and the Phillies did get it done. The Phillies have won. Uh, so there you go. The upstart Phillies hold off the defending champion Braves. They were up 7 3 at one point, finishes 7 6. We'll see what kind of comeback the Astros uh, can mount against uh, the Mariners.